up, ladies and gentlemen, this is part two of episode one. Closing out episode one, I am your host, Maxi Ped, aka Max, <laughs> and this is Just Trying to Get High. I'm a guy, just trying to get high. We're closing episode one, and next week will be episode two. So what are we going to get into today? Oh yeah, I almost forgot to plug the Twitter. Don't forget to subscribe and to uh, tweet the show at Trying High. Uh, Twitter is just trying to get high. Uh, so yeah, don't forget to send a fee- send us feedback and t- suggestions for future episodes. That's a big one. Uh, I definitely want to hear what you guys want to see on the podcast. So yeah, hit up the Twitter. So what are we going to be talking about today? Specifically, we are going to be talking about Kratom. If you don't know what Kratom is, then I'm about to educate your ass. (laughs) So sit back and let's learn something about this substance. So Kratom. Kratom is basically a leaf that is originated from Southeast Asia. So um, Indonesia is is a big exporter of Kratom. It's basically where the United States gets a good amount, uh, a large amount of its Kratom. Um, So what is Kratom? What does it do? Kratom is a leaf and they grind it up into a fine powder, but you can also buy it in like little dried leaves, like kind of like chopped up. But most people prefer, you can also buy it in an extract form, in a liquid form. And the powder and another powdered form that's extract, so extracts, but most people prefer it in the powdered form. That's like basically the mainstream way to do it. And it has certain alkaloids in it that mimic a opioid. They affect the opioid receptors in one's brain. So why do people use it? And what does that even mean? <laughs> so basically, it mimics it mimics an opioid, so like a painkiller. So, uh, you know, like a lot of people that are getting off like heroin or are getting off of painkillers use kratom to get off of it because it mimics that stuff. Now, kratom does not have the same effects as heroin. Not at all. Heroin is like an, on another level, and that shit will kill you. So. Don't use that shit. <laughs> I pretty much think that's common sense by now. <laughs> if you turn on the TV and all that. But yeah, they heroin pe- people are trying to get off heroin still use it because it has an opioid-like effect. Um, so what are the effects? Basically, you know, you can get euphoria from it, but a big part of why people use it is because of its painkiller-like effect. You know, it uh, if you have um like pain in your joints and stuff. That's also like a big part why people use it. If you have like chronic pain or uh, inflammation of your joints or stuff like that, this is more of a, a natural way to deal with it. Instead of, you know, going to the doctor and getting fucking painkillers, you can use a more holistic approach and using Kratom, a natural plant, is what a lot of people do. They use that instead of painkillers. Uh, so, and it also has an anti-anxiety effect. Uh, That's, I mean, it's different for a lot of people, but it definitely has an anti-anxiety effect. I can attest to that, testing it out, 
more so the first time I tried it. I can definitely see that. And it can actually help with sleep. It has a really, for me personally, it has more of a sedating effect. Um, there's also strains of it. The, there's a big three, big three strains. There's red, white, and um, green. There's also yellow, but yellow is something that you won't really find that much on a lot of websites that sell Kratom. More specifically, you'll find those three, red, white, and green. So, uh, And they actually do have different like effects. Red is the most opioid-like, and also one that you'll probably find the most euphoria in. Uh, I didn't. But it's, of course, it's different for everybody. Uh, green, the most stimulating, and white is a blend of both. So you're getting, the with white, you're getting red and green. Um, green, what do I mean by stimulating? When you're taking the green on, what is stimulating? So that's more of like the anti-anxiety effect, like a social lubricant, basically. When you take it, you're not going to feel anxiety. You're going to feel more sociable. Not the effect that I had. but um, I mean, kind of. I had when uh, I mean, when I say all this stuff, it's different for a lot of people. What what was I even talking about? I was talking about uh, the effects. Yeah. So me personally, this is from me. I find it more sedating. All three strains. I've tried all three of them, and they pretty much have the same effect on me uh, through all three strains. I felt tired, which helped with me getting sleep. Um, which I kind of liked, but when I first tried it, I definitely felt the anti-anxiety effects, which is kind of what I was talking about with the social lubricant thing. You know, if you take it in a social setting and you're going to a concert or something and you get nervous in crowds, it has that effect where, oh, you're not going to feel like people are looking at me with a microscope and all that. It kind of has that effect. Not so much for me, but I mean... Yeah, <laughs> dosing. This is a big one uh, that I'm going to talk about. So for me personally, I found that taking about three to four grams is pretty much what I take regularly when I was taking it. Um, but it's different for a lot of people. I've heard that like, you know five grams is kind of like the sweet spot for people. Um, to feel the nootropics effect and all that. Uh, so when you take it, I mean, start small. Definitely if you're a first-time person, you want to start with like three three to two grams would probably be the best um, if you're a beginner. And, you know, maybe like ratchet up a little bit as you go on, but you don't want to be taking like fucking like eight grams. That's just retarded. Don't do that. Um, because you will, f if you're taking like eight grams and you're going to feel like nausea, that's a big part of why you don't want to dose high with this stuff. Cause, uh, you'll feel nauseated and you will throw up. Um, this is another part, potentiators that good. This goes with dosing. So potentiators, this is pretty interesting. Actually, is something that you can take with, your um, dose to boost the longevity or the effects of that dose. All right, so potentiators, what I was just talking about. It's some, yeah, you can take it and it will help boost the longevity, so how long your dose is, and also the effects of your, do of your dose. And there's some weird shit 
that I was seeing, you know, there's watercress that'll help, you know, the fucking like leafy shit, like the lettuce stuff. I don't know if that actually does it. I've never tried it. But one of the top two that I saw was that um, grapefruit juice and uh, what was it? Uh, not cumin. I keep getting cumin and turmeric. It was turmeric. Turmeric root, you know, the shit that they put in Indian food, like the spice, that will act. I don't even know if it's like spicy or not. But, you know, it's in, like, curry powder. Uh, that turmeric is, those were the top two. It will actually help boost the longevity and the effects of Kratom. I actually tried turmeric, and I could definitely feel a boost in the effects. Not so much the longevity, but the effects definitely, like, felt like it was amplified maybe, like, five times, which is definitely noticeable and it was pretty cool. I didn't think it would actually work, but it did. I put about like a half spoonful with my dose of turmeric into my shit, my kratom, and I took it, which is pretty cool. So, yeah, that's something if you do it, you might want to look into the potentiator. Um, there's also more if you want to go online and check it out. There are some I've seen like uh, red chili flake or not. I don't know, something spicy. I think it was like red chili flake will help boost it. I don't think that'll work, but if you're into that, you maybe you can give it a try. That sounds I'm not a big fan of spicy shit, so <laughs> maybe use cautious with caution with that one. But I'll probably try the other ones. Watercress sounds interesting, so maybe try that one. Go to the store and get some damn watercress. All right, so we talked covered strains, covered dosing, um, withdrawals. Is there withdrawals with this? Yes, there is. I mean, the only re reason you're going to get withdrawals with Kratom is if you're taking it like back-to-back -back days. You should really only be taking this stuff once to twice a week. More so once a week whenever you're like going out or something like that. Uh, or you have like pain or something like that. But um, once or twice would probably be the sweet spot. Uh, you don't want to be taking it like, uh, like um, I don't know three times a week or like more than like four times a week i mean maybe you could i'm not i'm not really sure about that because i wasn't taking it like four times three times a week but i've heard from experience it's probably not a good thing to do but mostly what i can say about how you're going to get withdrawals which is something you don't want by the way is if you're taking a shit ton of dosing meaning you're taking a dose and then the next day you're ratcheting it up to like more so you're taking like five grams and you're taking like seven grams then you're taking fucking eight grams or something retarded like that you don't do that <laughs> that's how you're going to get withdrawals did i experience withdrawals not really i quit i quit it for a week and i heard i heard withdrawals one withdrawal symptom was a runny nose i did get runny noses not like bad but they would come on really like weirdly sometimes randomly and that was about it. Uh, trouble sleeping maybe one night, which is another withdrawal symptom was trouble sleeping. Um, but I already have trouble sleeping, so I don't know. That's kind of iffy. I don't really know if that was the kratom or if that was just me not being able to sleep because I already can't sleep. But yeah, you can get withdrawals. That's why dosing is a big part of this. You don't want to be retarded with your dosing. You want to find something that's re in the recommended dosing for it. So nothing higher than around five grams uh yeah so can you pass a drug test on this stuff
Yes, you can, because it's not an actual, it doesn't, it's not an actual opioid. What people get mixed up about Kratom is that if you're taking it and it mimics opioid, then it must be an opioid. It's not an opioid. It mimics an opioid. It's not actually an opioid. It doesn't have the same shit as an opioid in it. It has just stuff that, um, that goes, that like activates your opioid receptors in the brain. That's all. So you can pass a drug test on it. Uh, my experience taking it, like, I took it for, I've taken it for about two months. What was my experience like? Um, also, if you don't know how you take Kratom, it's a powder. It's grinded up, like I said. I'm not sure if I covered this earlier, just to clear stuff up. It's grinded up into a powder, and you drink it. Um, and it's, uh, my experience, uh, it tastes, and a, this is a taste, like, how does it taste? It tastes like shit. It's really grainy. It's a fine powder. So it's going to get stuck in your throat and shit. And that's probably a knock I would have on it. It tastes like shit. Um, and also a knock is you're drinking it. So you have to be aware of what, what is in your stomach. So if you just ate a three-course meal <laughs> and you're taking f uh, uh, four grams, that's probably not a good idea. Because <laughs> you can get nauseated off this shit and... That's part of the reason why I'm probably not going to be taking this for a while because I've actually gotten sick off of it a couple times um, because it doesn't – I've found that it doesn't really mix well if you eat certain foods or if you eat a lot of food. I mean I like to eat, so I mean that kind of sucks. <laughs> so I mean I've found that even if you take eat before you take it or after you take it, if you eat before you take it um, – then it's going to take longer to kick in. But if you take it before, if you eat before you, after you take it, um, then, uh, did I say before you take it? Yeah, before you, all right, let me recover that. Let me back up. Before you, if you take it before you eat, then, um, you'll feel it. But then after you eat, you, it might fuck your stomach up. But if you take it after you eat, then you're not going to feel it because it's going to take more time to kick in with more shit you have in your stomach. Um, if you're dosing it right, what I meant to say, then it'll last about three to six hours. Um, more so, I don't know, for me, I feel like it fades really quickly after three hours. You're still going to feel it a little bit. Um, but yeah, and that's more so why I say it fades quickly is because it's after you eat, you know, you take it during the day early and then you go and you eat and do all this stuff and it fades. It get I don't know. It, that's just my experience. And that's kind of like another knock on it. Eating with this stuff in your stomach, I feel like it fades more quickly. It, um, it burns out. It has like a smaller fuse after you put something in your stomach. Why? Then that's kind of why it's recommended that you have to take it with an empty stomach. There's a lot of emphasis on taking it with an empty stomach, which is a good idea. I found that if you, you know, you take it with an empty stomach, it lasts a lot longer and you get better results. But I mean, that kind of sucks. You can't eat or anything like that. I mean, at least when you're smoking weed, you get the munchies and all that. And yeah. That's kind of why. That's a knock on it, um, which begs the whole thing. It's more so for medicinal use then. I mean, you, you don't want to be taking the shit as recreational because you can't really enjoy it that much. It's more so for like 
when with pain, you know, there's a lot of people that what I was talking about earlier, people that are in pain that should be using this stuff. And I mean, if you have pain like in your joints or like in your body or anything like that, then you should be using it. But you shouldn't be using it recreationally, you know, to have fun and all that just because, you know, it mimics an opioid. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. I tried the whole reason why I tried it was recreationally, but doing my research and also trying this shit thoroughly. I found that this is not a recreational thing that you want to use. This is something more so that if you want you want to use as a more holistic approach to pain. If you have joint damage or you know, you I don't know, your your fucking knee hurts all the time because you have a bad knee. You'll go you lift and you have uh muscle pain the next day because you're sore then this would probably help. You would want to take this. Kratom would help with that because it's a more holistic and natural medicine. That's basically what is it? what it is. It's a medicine. It's not a recreational thing to use. Uh, what else? What was I going to talk about? Kind of got into a rant there. Threw me off. Uh, legality. So what is the legality of it? This is a big one. It is... If you go to the AmericanCreatumAssociation.com, they have a map, and that's an organization that um, American Kratom Association. That's an that's an association that is trying to keep kratom legal in the United States because I don't know around. I researched that around back in like 2015, 2016, something like that. That you know, and now kratom has a very wishy-washy thing with the FDA relationship. The FDA tried to ban it back in 2016 and it kind of felt like it was impending doom, you know. They were going they were cracking down on it and it was probably going to happen, but it didn't happen. Um but you know uh now the whole it kind of feels like you don't know. It's kind of like looming. Is the FDA going to do something about this about Kratom? or not uh it's kind of like a cloud over it you don't really know um some controversy with this you know re- i don't know when this was about like two weeks ago maybe three uh a kid or uh, i don't really know how old he was from a picture that i saw he looked like a kid not so much older than me he actually died drinking kratom tea and driving hit a curve flipped his car or something like that and he died uh, and the lawyer is suing the shop, and I'm not really sure if Pennsylvania is going to introduce something to ban Kratom, but that definitely puts another, like, uh, microscope, you know, on Kratom. Is it, is the FDA going to ban it or not? I don't know, but I, my stance, uh, where I put it, I don't think it should be banned. I think that it is a holistic and medicine that people can use besides painkillers. You know, I think it is better than that, better than uh, getting painkillers. You could just use Kratom, and it helps. Uh, So, yeah, that's where I stand on it. It's not recreational. It's more medicinal, and it should, you know, the FDA should... understand that it should be used as a medicine uh so yeah not really sure that was another rant (laughs) 
But yeah, go to American Creator Association and that will help you further understand the legality for Kratom. It's a really cool website. You can actually, there's a map of the United States that shows uh, all the states and which ones Kratom is actually legal in and if your state actually ever tried to ban Kratom by introducing like a bill or anything like that. So you can actually check that out on the American Kratom Association website. That's a uh, you know, check your state out and all that. If you're if you're gonna try kratom, you know you don't want to be ordering it or trying to order it from a from a, a banned state because you know you, they're probably not gonna ship to you or anything like that. So yeah, that was kratom. That was our profile on kratom. Uh, let me know what you guys think about these substance profiles. You know, just talking about certain substances, legal, illegal. Um, and, you know, just informing y'all, getting some education down. Um, hopefully you learned something that you haven't known before about this substance and, you know, message again, hit us up on Twitter and let me know what else you want to see. There's plenty more stuff out there that I can talk about. And, uh, next week we will be talking about another legal, another substance called Fenibut. Fenibut, 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 uh, whatever, you, however you want to call it. I've heard it called Fenibut. I call it Fenibut. But I recently just got it in, and I'm going to be testing it out next week. And I will be doing another profile. So, um, yeah, stay tuned for that. And that will be episode two. This has been Just Trying to Get High, your host, Max, a.k.a. MaxiPad. So, uh, yeah, uh, hit it. Subscribe to the show. I will see you next time. Peace.